Welcome to C3 Church Tabra. You're about to hear a message from our senior pastor, Bill Oldfield. Get ready to be inspired to live your best life. Despite all the stuff of life, worship God, no matter where you are, on your veranda, even if you have to walk out of your house and find somewhere quiet in your garden, go for a walk, break out and find that place in God's, God's presence. When I was a kid, God used to speak to me mainly walking to school and walking home from school. And I wasn't a churchgoer. I didn't even think, I, I didn't even, you know, I wouldn't say I was a Christian but then, but uh, I, I knew God just instinctively that He was for me, with me. He proved Himself at a very young age, and that's a story in itself. And uh, I just knew God was there, and I, 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 I get concerned about the, the, and I do it too, when I prayer walk, I have the earphones in, I have some music, and I walk, and, and I pray, and but if you just listen to any old music and listen into the world and God can't get to you and you've been constantly distracted by, and I spoke about Facebook last week and said that, and I think if we've been distracted all the time and can even be distracted by a lot what's on TV and a lot what's been, you know, a lot of voices around you, a lot of people saying stuff and and uh, I think it's a good day to really be circumspect about whose voice to hear. And one key voice in your life is God the Father's voice, amen? He loves you. He absolutely loves you. And, and Jesus, He's right there for you. He just wants to see you blessed, set free, equipped. And the Holy Spirit, man, He's just so tender about it. He's just around you, just so, just so polite and so perfect gentleman. He, he, he's just trying to tenderly just lead you in the right direction. And that's going to take a little bit of sensitivity to the Holy Spirit. You need to get to know the Holy Spirit. Get to know the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit is leading you and guiding you, showing you, you know, which direction, what to say, who to engage, what to do, when to keep your mouth zippered up and when to say something. Amen. Easy to talk, but harder to hear. And then talk on God terms is a brilliant, is a brilliant day for the believer. So Father in heaven, Jesus, we love you. Just sense God's presence here. And uh, this message really means a lot to me. God's speaking to me through it. I honestly believe that C3 Tugger is on the brink of a massive breakthrough. And I believe that for me, my theology is that we should be going glory to glory. We shouldn't be stuck. And, and, and my heart goes out to people that feel they're stuck and, and, and they're not growing. Then they're, 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 they're not experiencing God like last night. Shelley said, man, God bless me. I don't know about you, one of the ladies, but man, God. And, uh, you know, th that's how it should be. You know, a little little landmarks on the way through life saying, hey, I remember that time. I remember that time back in 2014 when Pastor Julie preached that message. God did something through that message, blessed me. And that's a landmark. And so as you travel through life, you need landmarks, amen? They're encounters with God, with the Word of God. And that's why you get your Bible, you mark it, the date, the time. I used to do that a lot in my Bible. When God spoke to me through great men of God, great women of God, I used to mark I put their initials there and, and then I put the, the, the date of when God said that. And so that when I went back to, to my Bible, I go, oh, that's right. Yeah, I was impressed by God massively through that scripture. And that scripture becomes dear to me. It's real to me. It's my scripture. I don't know if it's, it, it can be yours too, but it's mine. Amen. And so the Bible becomes very personal and the promises of God become very personal to me. Not just out there and no, God loves me. He's, you know, I'm the apple of his eye and so are you. He loves everyone, but he favors those ones that really have faith towards him. 
the, fa- the favor changes up, to be honest. He loves everyone, but he does favor. He does favor us differently. And the more you can aspire yourself to him, the more you can worship, depend on him, trust him, love him, worship him. Man, you're going to get his attention. The Bible says in John chapter 4, he's searching for those who are worshiping him in spirit and truth. So if you're there in the spirit worshiping, if you're there worshiping him in spirit and truth, Jesus is Lord, and you're worshiping him like that, man, God's going, man, I can see that heart. I can see that heart. They love me. Amen? So, Father, we stand in your presence. We stand with faith. And we believe that this morning you're going to shift hearts. You're going to shift our lives through a breakthrough. Lord, we're going to cross the desert. We're going to go through waters, Lord, on dry ground. You're going to make a way where there's no way. And we believe that. And the saints say, Amen. God bless you. Let's give it up for the worship team. They did extra, extra well this morning. Yeah, let's keep giving it up for them. Thank you, guys. I think I'll be right, won't I? I'm not sure. I'm a bit indecisive. Yeah, they obviously think, oh, he's, he can handle it. God bless the visitors and uh, the people of God. Who's here for the first time? Who's here for the first time? We got anyone like that here this morning, first time? Who was here last week? Let's start with that. Who's here last week? Yeah, yeah. Isn't Ollie doing a great... Only a few last week. Some are, some are missing. So I'll preface what I said last week. Let's give it up for the podcasters. Because this message is for them too. And um, this message is called, Get Ready for a Shift. Say that. Get ready for a shift. Would you say that after me? Get ready for a shift. A breakout. Say breakout. Believe bigger. This is my heart for people to get open with faith, to believe for more of God in their day. And then I said, keys to go beyond the barriers, to live an extraordinary life. Who wants to live an extraordinary life in God? Who wants to witness people during the week? Who wants to see breakthrough in their life? Just things working out and God preserving your life, blessing your life. Jesse, you're all right after that little accident coming home from the women's conference last night. Your car was towed away, Berkeley Bay roundabout. Isn't it funny? Someone put up on the, um, watch out for that accident. Two people, someone put it up on Facebook. Two people I saw on the, on the roundabout 11 o'clock last night. And then someone says, hey, that was my sister. I think Jamie must have said that. That was my sister. Oh, I hope she's all right. So you all right, darling? All good? Oh, good. The little car got towed away. Oh, little car. And uh, these girls, they love their cars, man. Don't they? they just love their cars. So does Matt Bromfield. He loves cars, doesn't he? <laughs> Keys to go beyond your barriers and live an extraordinary life. Keys are daring to believe that the best will happen for us. Who's believing the best will happen for you this week? Who's believing for that this, this week? That the, the good stuff will happen. Or you just go, oh, okay, sir, sir, whatever. You know, Kesara. Let's all sing it. No, 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 just don't. Whatever will be, will be. Julie? No. (laughs) Daring to believe that the best will happen for us. Adopting a breakthrough attitude. Breakthrough. Man, I love coming across people who've got a breakthrough attitude. They're the people that are going to pray for you. If you say, man, that knee, it's still giving me courage. Let me pray for you. I believe God can break through, even standing in the middle of the shopping center, wherever. It's a breakthrough breakthrough attitude, overcoming challenges, making room for increase. Let's make room for increase for C3 Tugra. And we did that through Vision Builders. We made room for increase and we saw $335,000 be committed to the house. Let's believe that that's going to come in so that we can do what God's called us to do. Amen? Praying bold prayers. Did you love what Maria Oh, that faith in that girl, man, she's standing there and she's going, God, you know, prayer is this, you know, open heaven, calling down God's blessed blessedness in every situation. You know, that's faith. It takes faith, guys. You've got to come to church with faith, live in faith, read your Bible with faith. I get a bit nervous when, when you know, even leaders are around me and they're a bit passive. I know that's a culture on the Central Coast. Let's just chill out. Chillax is the 
the phrase that you guys use. Let's chillax, you know, let's take it easy. Yeah, 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 whatever, you know. Yeah, no, come on, let's get some posture of faith happening too. I don't mind chillaxing it too, but, you know, I like to have a posture of faith, man. I like to have an expression of faith on my, on my countenance. Amen? Not like, whoa, yeah, whoa, whoa. No, don't pray for me with that expression. Pray for with me. Man, you know what? You know, the eyebrows go up. The Paul McCartney eyebrows. Yeah. He's always, Paul McCartney always got those eyebrows that are up, aren't they? You got, you got that expression of faith. And, and you, you know, man, you know what? I'm just seeing God intervening on that South African couple. You know, I don't know what it is, but let's give it up for these guys. They're just new to our church. Amen. He wants a job on the coast. He's traveling to Sydney. He gets up two o'clock every morning and takes a, no, not that much, five o'clock maybe. Five o'clock. Anyway evangelistically speaking. <laughs> and, uh, you know, he wants to work on the coast, but he needs a breakthrough, amen? Following God's plan beyond our circumstances, not being ruled by circumstances is another subject that I might preach. One touch of his favor can put you 50 years ahead of where you thought you'd be. 50 years ahead because I heard a story about Joel Osteen's church they were locked in with a, um, a lease, a 60-year lease, and then uh, from the council, uh, the local council, or, or, yeah, I think, and then the council came back and said, actually, we want to sell the building. It was a $400 million building, and they said, man, we'd love this building. It's the building they're in now. Who's seen Joel Osteen on, on TV? Massive thing, like the, bigger than the entertainment center. And uh, it's a $400 million complex. And the council said, actually, we want to sell it. We're going to get a, an evaluation of what it's worth. And we're going, oh, my God, what are they thinking? $100 million? Look, $50 million, You know, gee whiz. The council came back and said, you know what? We want to sell it for $7 million. To build that building, it was a big sports facility, huge, humongous thing, $400 million to build it. They want to sell it to the church for $7 million. We can do that. We're going to raise that. And literally, they rose it in one weekend, and, uh, and they bought it. That's what you can do with 30,000 people, <laughs> you know, when you've got billionaires, millionaires in your church, and great people that, that love God. So they bought that, but the <laughs> they refurbished it. I think the refurbished cost, you know... A, a lot of millions of dollars, but they, they were locked in, they were locked in for, for 50, 60 years, and in one, boom, bang, one touch of favor on your life, and you can pay your mortgage off, who wants to pay their mortgage off, come on, who's believing for that, who's praying for that, I pray that all the time, I pray that for our church, that we cancel that $835,000 mortgage that's left on our mortgage. I pray cancellation, year of jubilee, Cam does that. You get him into the prayer meeting, you start preaching that stuff or praying that stuff, he jumps on all over that, amen? Year of jubilee is the cancellation of your debts, the cancellation of your sickness, the cancellation of your debts to life, Amen? talked about you can be in a lower position at your workplace you're going along you're being your best you're honoring God suddenly things change one good break one idea one person who likes you and you can find yourself in a better job someone needed that I said things like you didn't see it coming things just fell into place what happened you got a shift a breakthrough God can cause opportunity to come to you amen I need an amen on that he has unexpected blessings ready, waiting in the wings, ready for you. Suddenly, when you meet the right person, suddenly something breaks out, you get that job, your health improves, whatever. Suddenly, your house is paid off, amen? God's into the business of shifting things and breakthrough, and he loves to do it. You used to struggle, now you're not struggling. What should have taken years to happen can happen in a fraction of time. I'm believing for this. I'm believing this for our church. You may feel you're stuck right now, but God is into breaking you through. You could never accomplish the dream. Never, you think you can't accomplish the dream. Never overcome a problem, but God is going to break through and it's going to happen. You think it's been too long. You think you've you missed your opportunities, but God is saying, get ready. I'm about to shift things. Amen. 
Get ready, Frank Flannery. That kidney is going to have a divine intervention on it. And I said last week, how about you go back to the doors that were shut and knock on them again. Ask, seek, and knock. Ask, seek, and knock. Ask, seek, and knock. Go back to those doors that have been perpetually locked on you. How about we go back to them and start knocking on those doors and believing that something Something different's going to happen, meaning that they're going to open and something of your destiny is behind them in Jesus' name. You enjoying this? Because why? Because you've honored God. You've put Him first. You've positioned yourself before Him and you've said, God, this is it. It's beyond your education. It's beyond your talent. It's beyond what family. Some people think, oh, it's because I'm not born into a, you know, a, a favorable family. No, it's beyond that. It's beyond your talent. It's beyond your education. It's beyond the family. God can break you through in Jesus' name, into your destiny. So what am I doing? I'm speaking faith to you. You need that sometimes, don't you? I'm purposefully speaking victory over you and faith over you that you might understand. Get this deep on the inside of you. Words have creative power. And if you let these words go deep on in the inside of you, something's going to happen on the inside of you. That seed is going to begin to grow and you're going to begin to realize, oh my God, that word went into me last night at the women's conference. That word went into me at C3 Tugra, that AM message. It got me. It's in me. It's growing. It's having its, it's, having its manifested purpose in my life. When you receive the word of God, in your spirit, that's a different thing. If you just receive it in your brain, yes, you got to, but you got to let it go deep into your heart. Amen? That's why we need to preach this series, Breakthrough. Believe bigger, break out, keys to go beyond your barriers, live an extraordinary life. I love that. Amen? You're created to be more than average, created more than to be just living an unrewarding life, amen, an unfulfilling life. Nobody wants that. God created you to leave your mark on this generation. Your gifts and talents are buried on the inside of you. We need to tap into those gifts. There are new levels of your destiny still beckoning you. Every single person here, I declare to you, I don't care if you're 60, 70, 80, 90, 108 years of age, like that man at your minor. He was in the local paper, 108 What's the secret to your, to your longevity? Get up in the morning. I love that. What a great secret. I get up every morning. Breakout starts in your thinking. We talked about that last week. You need to listen to the podcast. So we talked about putting keys into action. What were the keys? Expecting the shift of God's favor. That's going to take faith. Praying bold prayers. That's going to take turning up to the prayer meeting. Keeping the right perspective, that's going to have to wash your eyes, wash your eyes with salve and see God, see the glass half full, see the God plan for your life. Then God will release floods of his goodness that will thrust you beyond barriers of his, from the past into the extraordinary life that he has designed for you. Amen? Can I hear some noise? It's, it's, it's about a whole new attitude. God, say this, God, I'm ready. I'm taking the limits off. I'm enlarging my vision. I might not see a way, but you have a way. I declare I'm coming into a shift. Say it. I declare I'm coming into a shift. Say it. I declare I'm coming into a shift, a breakthrough. The doors are opening. Doors open. He's the God that opens doors that no man can open. He's the God that shuts the doors that no man can shut. When God wants to bless you, no man, nothing will, nothing can shut God's blessings down. I love this. Those no's are going to become yes. The shift is going to happen. Those maybes are going to come, are going to become now, now, now. The Israelites, let's talk about that, were enslaved for many years. You know the story. Mistreated by their captors. They were forced long hours, not given proper rest. Sounds like some of you commuters. When they didn't meet their quotas, they were beaten with rods. I hope that's not happened with the commuters. It was very unfair. But one day, through a series of events, God supernaturally brought them out. Amen? 
Scripture says that they were on their leaving when they're actually released from captivity. God caused them to have, God caused their enemies to have favor. God caused their enemies to have favor with them. Exodus 12, 36 says, The Lord has made the Egyptians favorably disposed toward the people, and they gave them what they asked for. So they plundered the Egyptians. And you know the story. All of a sudden, God's favor came upon God's people that were entrapped in that situation. 400 years, I believe, under the tyrant, under Pharaoh, a type of Satan, under those conditions. But suddenly, God caused those people, the same people that had them entrapped and lorded over them with, with, their, with their diabolical you know, pressure, somehow God turned their hearts. Proverbs says, God can turn the heart of a king, amen? And they were released with all the gold and silver. They were, God's people were released. They, they gave it up, all the gold and silver, and God's people were released, fully laden with gold and silver and all the riches of Egypt. Don't you love this stuff? You need to stay in faith. This can happen to you. You can feel in bondage, you can feel pressed down, weighted down, oppressed, but all of a sudden, you're released, man, and you're feeling like, my God, I feel, I've got the fullness of God's Spirit in my heart, my pockets are full, my, my mind is expanded, my, my, my whole, the abundance, and it's, it's just an awesome thing. This can happen for us. We need to stay in faith. Whatever is blocking you, it doesn't matter. I don't care if it is Satan. Like Pharaoh, God turned his heart around. God can make it happen for you. Quit worrying. Psalm 18:29 says, with your help, I can advance against a troop. With my God, I can scale a wall. You can get through this, guys. One shift can bring your dream on. One shift can pay your house off. One shift can see your health improve. One shift can happen by meeting one person. In Isaiah, it says this is God's year to act. I love this. It's in the message, and it says in Luke 4.18, this is God's year to act. Luke 4.18 says the message, God's Spirit is on me. He's chosen me to preach the message of good news to the poor, sent me to announce pardon to prisoners and recovery of sight to the blind, to set the burden and battered free. Don't you love that? To announce this is God's year to act. Not, not next year, not five years from now. It's now. He's lining things up for C3 Tugra now. How are you doing in the, in the, the crash room there? Misha, you doing all right back there? I can, when I stomp my feet, she shuddered. I hope that speaker's not turned up too loud. He's lining us up. What you could not make happen on your own, God will cause you to accomplish. It will be bigger than you even thought, Andrew Flaxman. It will happen quicker than you imagined. It will be more rewarding than you ever dreamed possible. I'm purposefully speaking victory into you, Matt. I'm purposefully speaking victory and faith into you, people of God. In Genesis 48, it says this. There's a story of Jacob. When he was an old man, he was very close to death. His son Joseph came to visit him. You know Joseph, he's the youngest child. He was the favored one of Jacob. And Jake, uh, Jacob is nearly, he's nearly on his way out. And Joseph realizes that. He brings his two sons. In those days, it was um, a tradition that the patriarch would place his right hand upon the children and especially the firstborn, bless them. So he has two children. Uh, Joseph has two children, Manasseh and Ephraim. Ephraim is the younger one. Manasseh is the older one. So, of course, uh, Jacob is near blind. He positions his two boys in front of Jacob. And, of course, he puts Ephraim on the right so the right hand can be placed on him and Ephraim on the left. Did I say that right? Manasseh on the right who's the oldest boy, and Ephraim on the left, who is the one younger, amen? But something extraordinarily happens, amen, in this story. And I would go to it in Scripture, but it's in Genesis 48. And for time, Jacob was nearly blind. Of course he was. And all of a sudden, he reaches out. Now, traditionally, the right hand was the hand of favor. He goes to extend his hand, and he crosses his hands like this, so two boys there, Manasseh, and who's the other boy? Yeah, Ephraim. And he crosses his arms, his hands, 
and he blesses them. And poor Joseph says, Dad, no, you got it wrong. You've you got to understand. This is my eldest boy here. This is my youngest one. He said, he said Joseph, this I have done on purpose. I have blessed your boys on purpose this way. The right hand has come upon your younger. The left hand has come upon your older. That broke tradition. But you know what? It's the same with us. You mightn't think your education is up to standard. You mightn't think you're next in line. You might think you're at the end of the line. You mightn't think you're good enough, pretty enough, blessed enough. But I'm telling you, God is about to cross his hands and bless you in Jesus' name. I'm not like Pastor Julie. I'm not like Pastor Phil. I'm not like Nick Griffith. Oh, I wish I could be like Nick, but he's, about, he's just about to cross his hands and bless maybe Marty or Nicky. I don't know what's going on, Nick. It's going to happen. There was a shift. He wasn't entitled to it. He wasn't qualified for it. But somehow that younger boy got blessed. Moses, check this, Moses said, God, not me, I stutter. I can't go to Pharaoh. God said, Moses, don't worry about it. I'm crossing my hands. I'm giving you what you need. Gideon said, God, I'm from the poorest family. I'm the least one around here. I can't lead this army. God said, Gideon, don't worry. I'm crossing my hands. You're coming into a shift. I'll move you from the back to the front. You're going to lead that army. God said that. David could have said, God, I'm too small, too young, too experienced. There's a whole army of talented, successful, uh, confident warriors who can face Goliath. And God would have said this. I know that. I could have chosen them, but I'm, I'm crossing my hands and I'm blessing you. I'm moving you from the background to the foreground, from the shepherd field to the battlefield, all the way to the throne. Everyone's got an excuse, including Pastor Phil. When I said back in 95, before we were in ministry, and we had a young man terminally ill with cancer, and I rang up everyone in my Bible college class, because I wasn't a public figure then. God hadn't turned me inside and out by then. And I was quiet and uh, unassuming and um, just happy to be like that too. And I rang up everyone in the Bible college class, <laughs> Jumbo, who was very forceful and strong. And when they turned out the power on us in the, in the Fiji outreach we did in 94, the Muslim counselor came out and turned the power off in our Christian outreach and he got up and said, they can turn the power off, the electricity off, but they can't turn the power of God off. I said, I've got to ring that guy up, ring him up. He said, sorry, I'm not available. And I rang up all these guys, and finally this guy said to me, man, it's you. God's sending you down there. You go do it. You pray for him down at St. Vincent's Hospital. You go down. God's speaking to you to do it. Then we tried to push someone in to start a church in Wang. Yeah, this guy, this guy's awesome, man. He's done it. He's already been and done it. Yeah, let's support him. Let's do that. And then all, uh, all of a sudden, he's out of the equation, and God says, no, it's you. I'm crossing my arms, and it's you, Phil. I'm choosing you to pastor this church. Ooh, me, I'm not qualified. I'm not next in line. I'm back here. I'm in, the, I'm in the background, man. I'm in the background of the church. I'm the pram pusher. I'm just happy to be that. Three, four kids. God has his way, but a shift is coming. Say that. Esther also too. Esther probably said, I can't, I can't go to the king. I've got no influence. Who am I? But God says, I'm crossing my hands. I'm blessing you with respect, credibility, honor that you didn't deserve. You're going to do it in Jesus' name. Amen. A shift is coming. God is about to cross his hands. God has shifts in your future that if you showed you now, you wouldn't even believe it. It's exceedingly abundantly above and beyond. You think you're hitting on all cylinders, but if you only knew what God has in store, it's like you're in second gear. You're making progress. You're healthy. You're moving forward. But God is about to shift you out of second, past third, past fourth. I'm talking like Matt Bromfield now. Into overdrive. Amen you will see the surpassing greatness of God's favor come upon you. I'm purposefully doing this because I want to break you out of indifference, break you out of a passive spirit, break you out of that. Because why? Because you've honored God. You live with excellence and integrity. God will take you beyond your training, beyond your education, beyond your income, beyond what anyone in your family has ever done before. Amen? The shift will put you in a place where you can look back and say, wow, God 
You have amazed me with your goodness. That's what I want everyone in this house to have. A testimony where they say, my God, his goodness, it blows my mind. Moses said, Moses said with the Israelites, the Israelites were complaining they'd been given bread every day, but that wasn't good enough. We want meat, we want meat. Don't we love to complain? It's awesome. So Moses went to, went to God and said, they want meat. They said, I'll give them meat, all right, not just for one day, not for five days, not even for 20 days. I'll give it to them for a month. I'll give them a month's worth of food. Moses said, how can you do that? God, that's impossible. There's two million people out here. How could you ever do that? Scripture says in 11.31, says, Numbers 11.31, now a wind shifted. Say a wind shifted. Who believes God's in control of the elements? Who believes Jesus stilled the storm? Who believes the sun was stopped by, by who was it? Elijah? I think it was uh, Joshua. Come on, <laughs> the rain was stopped. Yes, the rain was stopped by Elijah. Thank you, Pastor Julie. God, that's impossible, Moses said. How could you possibly do that? Two million people out there. God replied, Moses, is there any limit to my power? Is there any limit to blessing you, healing you, setting you free, blessing you in your wildest dreams, canceling your debts? Is there any limit to my power to setting you up in ministry? You could be this time next year in a foreign country preaching the gospel. Numbers 11.31, now a wind shifted went out from the Lord and drove quail in from the sea. It scattered them up to two cubits deep all around. Now, how, many, how, how deep is two cubits? I think it's about three feet. It's about up to there. It's, it, it dropped, quail came in from the sea, dropped up to our knee, but as far as you could see and as far as you could walk, amen, in any direction. Listen, guys, when you honor God, when you live integral in God, when you worship and you're kind, you're compassionate, you're merciful, you live in God's presence, get ready. Blessings will come to you like that quail. Blessings, you're gonna wake up and go, what's all this quail about? This is God. This is awesome. What's all this finances about? What's all this joy? What's all these friends? What's all this ministry about? It's God. He brought it to you, amen? He'll get it to you, man. Don't worry about that. You enjoying this? God will put you in the right place at the right time so that provision and opportunity will come to you. Zechariah said it this way. Zechariah 4, 6 said, So he said to me, this is the word of the Lord to Zerubbabel, not by might, not by talent, that means. Not, not by you coming from the right family. Not by power, not by your pervasiveness or not by your strong character, not by your strong personality, not because you're charismatic, good looking, not because of that, but it's by my spirit, says the Lord. The word spirit in Hebrew means breath. It's saying it will not happen just by your talent, by your connections in life, but it'll happen because Jesus breathed on that situation. It will happen because God breathes in your direction. God shifts the winds and blows healing and promotion and restoration our way, amen. Luke Eagle. Blessings, angels, promises of God. Imagine God just grabbing some of those promises. Love that. Last week we declared a flash flood warning. 1 Chronicles 49. Where does the breakthrough name come from? It comes from this. 1 Chronicles 14:9 says, Now the Philistines had come and raided the valley of Rephaim. That's, that means valley of giants. 1 Chronicles 14:10. This is David. He's just ascended, ascended into kingship. He's 30 years of age, same as Jesus. When Jesus became, you know, public ministry, he was 30, same as David here. David's 30. He takes up rulership in Jerusalem. Soon as he did that, soon as he got ascendancy, soon as he got promotion, the enemy came against him. That's going to happen to you too. Soon as you've, you've, you've engaged and you've, you, you've engaged in vision builders and all of a sudden the enemy comes, tries to distract you, tries to thwart your good intentions. When you came to the women's conference, you said, that meant something to me in my heart. I'm going to run with that. And then seemingly the enemy can try and distract you, detour you and you know, stop you. This is exactly what happened to David, King David. So David's 
he's got this, not a big army at the time, but the Philistines have come against him now and said, we're going to take this guy out. This guy is scary. He's got the hand of God on his life. Something, we've got to take this guy out. 1 Chronicles 14.10 says, So David inquired of God, Shall I go and attack the Philistines? You ask these questions because when your army is only this big and their army is that big, it's only right that you should pray. Amen. Shall I go and attack the Philistines? Will you deliver them into my hands? He's asking two things. Will I attack and will you give me victory? Amen. The Lord answered him, Go and I will deliver them into your hands. This is the first battle that he won. So David and his men went out to Baal Parazam. He's actually renamed it right there. Can you see that? He's actually renamed He's the king. He can do that. He's named this valley Baal Parazam. Baal meaning God and Parazam meaning God of the breakthrough. And he names that because God won that first battle. And there he defeated them. He said, as waters, and this battle spoke to him profoundly. He saw God move in such a dramatic way in this situation that God said, that, that David said, this is this has got to be, this valley, this God is a God of breakthrough. And it's like this. He said, as waters break out. I don't know if you've seen floodwaters, but floodwaters like a meter high can take out cars, can take out, take out houses. I mean, we had a flood that came through our tent. We were doing church in, in our tent for five years. And a flood, about a meter even more. It, it, it firstly rose the two containers that you see over there. They began to float up. They were going to be floating away if the floods rose any further. But inside the tent, every single thing, the stage that wasn't tied down, of course, you can imagine, the stage floated over and around, and, and the fridge was, everything just began to be just displaced, and we found things all over the property, and floods can do awesome things. That's why we say there's a flood coming to your life, a flood of healing, a flood of blessing, when a flood comes through, I mean, I had a flood come through my garage and just wipe out every power tool. I have, man, about 10 grand's worth of power tools. Makes every man cry. Cry right now if you want. <laughs> all my Makitas, all my, oh, all my tools I built my house with. Water came through there. But David's saying this in a good way. As waters break out, God has broken out against my enemies by my hand. So that place was called Baal Parazam. That's why we call God of the breakthrough. That's where we get that phrase, God of the breakthrough. Amen? Is he God of the breakthrough for you? Has he ever come through into your life by breaking through? These are times that we can say to our kids, kids, this is what happened for us when, when you were kids. God broke through. You need landmarks like that. Amen? You need landmarks. I'm nearly done. A bustling forth of water. In other words, he described it as a flood. He was saying that when God of the breakthrough shows up, releases his power, it will be like a flood of goodness, a flood of favor, a flood of healing, a flood of new opportunity, amen? That, that water's powerful. Ask the surfer guys how powerful water is. Exodus 34, 10, then the Lord said, I'm making a covenant with you before all of your people. And I just declare this over C3 Tugra. I declare this scripture over C3 Tugra. Then the Lord said, I'm making a covenant with you. Before all of your people, I will do wonders never before done in any nation in all the world. The people will live among you will say, how awesome is the work that I, the Lord, have done for them. Get ready, church. Get ready, not for a trickle, not even for a river, but a flood of God's favor, a tidal wave of God's goodness, amen. A tsunami of increase is coming to this church. I declare it and believe it. It's beyond our wildest imaginations. It's something you could only possibly dream of, but it's gonna come quicker. It's gonna come now. God's gonna break through into your life, Lisa. God's gonna break through into your life. Knock on that door again. Awesome doesn't mean trickle. It means gully raker, flood. Got to have an expectation for this. Let's shake off all the doubt. Let's do that. Shake off all the doubt, negativity, disappointment, self-pity, little dreams, little goals, little God. Forgive me, Lord. Andrew Flaxman, one of his great doctrines of, of, of God is God is big. God is big. And God is. I think we've reduced God to a, a small place where we've been conditioned to believe he's small. 
But last night I found myself on my acoustic guitar literally singing a song for an hour that I believe in miracles. God, you're the God of miracles. And I was on my acoustic, my 12-string, man, I'm banging away. I believe in you, God. You're the God of miracles. I still believe in you. Do we honestly believe that God is a God of miracles? God is a God of miracles. But I haven't seen a miracle. But I still believe. I have seen miracles, in fact. I've seen God intervene on people's lives. I've seen people's lives turned around. I've seen, I've seen people meet their their. their their best partner in life, where they struggle to find the one that they love. I've seen debts cancel. I've, I've seen people healed. I, I've seen people restored in their bodies. One guy came to our tent with a tumor, and we didn't know who he was. He was a visitor. He came in. How are you, sir? She played a violin, actually. They were a great couple, and they had a testimony that God had intervened on his life, took out a cancer, a tumor out of his, out of his stomach. Oh my God. Another guy came into our church years ago and he said, I was in a meeting and God gave me gold fillings back in the high school. We said, can you show us, sir? He opened his mouth and we could see where God had put gold fillings in his teeth. My little daughter, Jilly, she was in a Benny Hinn crusade your heart's desire, Julie's desire was for her eyesight to be restored, corrected. And she prayed, Julie prayed, they prayed, and bang, could see. God, you're the God of miracles. We have an expectation that God's going to break in on this church, that God's going to break in on your life. I want you to go to glory to glory. I want you to say to your, 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 your children, that's when God broke through like a flood. When Jilly's finger was hanging off by the end, just on a little, anyway, not too much information because it's terrible. We took her to the hospital. The doctor said, I can't sew that back on. It, it, we just got to leave it off. I said, no way. My God, he can, he can fix. He's, uh, and I went down on my knees and I prayed beside that bed while she was in hospital overnight. We got up in the morning and a doctor came in and I said, doctor, that finger's going back on. I said to the, the specialist came around actually and for the last word on the subject, the big doctor, he came in and he said, what do we got here? I said, well, finger was severed last night. We've just got a, the same tea towel around it that we came in with. He said, let me have a look at it. We took the tea towel off and the finger is already starting to reattach itself. He said, no, that'll go back on, this big doctor said. Unfortunately, the young doctor said, yeah, I guess, guess it can. And um, <laughs> he ran out, went out red-faced. We were cheering. They did some plastic surgery and restructured the nail and now she plays piano like an angel. So you've got to believe in God. You can't be passive in this life and go, oh, this is my light in life. I go this way, this is south. Oh, well, that didn't happen. Oh, well, oh, well. Wish I was born into that family. Oh, gee whiz, wish I did better at school. God's crossing his arms. God's crossing his hand. He's going to bless you. He's going to bless you. Let's stand. God bless you. Father in heaven, you're crossing your hands for C3 Togo. Just like Jacob crossed his hands and blessed Ephraim, God's going to cross his hands right now and bless you right where you stand. Just close your eyes. Father in heaven, right now, I pray that you'd flood our minds with your light. It says in the, in the scripture, Father in heaven, mighty God. As I said, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me to announce a day when the free favor of God profusely abounds, overwhelming, out of the norm, exceedingly blessed. Ephesians 1.18, Paul says, and he's praying for the Ephesians, and I pray for C3 Tugra, that the eyes of our understanding would be flooded with light so that we would know the amazing future God has in store for you, your family, your children, your marriage. Lord God, I pray right now for our people in our church that as Paul prayed for the Ephesians, that the eyes of their heart would be flooded with light. Ephesians 1.18. I pray that, the, that your hearts will be flooded with light so that you can understand the wonderful future He has promised to those He called. I want you to realize 
what a rich and glorious inheritance he has given to his people, Paul says. Paul says, I want you to realize what a rich and glorious inheritance he has given to his people. My prayer this morning, C3 Tugra, is that the eyes of your understanding would be flooded with light. Now receive it right now. Flood, flood the eyesight, the spiritual eyesight of this church. Flood their eyes, Lord, to see the incomparable glory of God coming towards them, that they would know, God, how much you love them, how much you care, how much you love them, and the amazing future that you have installed for them. My prayer is that faith will fill their hearts, that they will rise to a new level of expectancy, and that you will see God's goodness like never before. Of course, the real battle is in the mind. Lord, renew my mind. Transform my mind. Wash my mind in the Word of God. Help me go to the Word of God. Help me go to the Word of God to renew my mind, to wash my mind. Lord, help me. Help me. Help me. Help me. Help me go to the Word of God and wash my... Husbands, the Bible says in Ephesians, you're supposed to wash your wife in the Word of God. Wash her from the daily woes and worries and her cares and concerns. Wash her in the Word of God. Wash her in. You, you the same to your man. Wash him in the Word of God. Get a scripture. Get a prophecy. Get a declaration. Get a, get a, a word from heaven and wash. Father, wash me right now. Cleanse me. Wash me. Wash my mind of all the negativity, all the disappointments. You're crossing your hands, Lord. You're crossing your hands to bless me. Joshua, Joseph said, Dad, you've made a mistake. Son, I have done this on purpose. I have blessed your boy on purpose. The one that was not in line, the one that was not qualified, the one that wasn't deserved, whatever, but I did it on purpose. I blessed, I blessed you. C3 Tugra, I bless you. I bless you, C3. The apple of my eye. Oh, you've been faithful. You've been integral. You've been good. You've been compassionate. You've been prayerful. You've stood for me. You've sought me with all your heart. Seek me with all your heart. You have. I bless you right now. I extend my mighty right hand to you, C3 Tugra. I bless you. I bless your finances. I bless you. I bless your spiritual growth. I bless you. I bless your children. I bless your families. I bless every marriage that makes C3 Tagra their home. I bless this house with a greater footprint, with a greater influence, for a greater blessing, even under the nations. You will be a blessing to Nairobi. You will be a blessing unto the islands, to the villages. You will be a blessing to the poor and starving, to the displaced. You will be a blessing to the people, your neighbors. You will be a blessing to the marketplace. Businessman, you will be blessed to be a blessing because I am crossing my hand and I am blessing you. I am blessing you. Precious woman of God, I am blessing you for your faithfulness in nurturing your family, in raising your family, and holding fast in that marriage. I am blessing you this morning. I am blessing you with breakthrough. There's a breakthrough coming. There's a shift coming. There's a shift of the Holy Ghost, the wind of the Holy Spirit. Sir, you're not too old. Madam, you're not too broken down. Young person, the family you come from, God purposed you in that family. <laughs> you are a sign and wonder. Like Rahab, preserved the spies. That small act will go down in history. Jesus comes from the lineage of that precious woman. Isn't that amazing? Don't despise your small beginnings. Don't despise your reputation. Don't despise your family name. Don't despise your education. Don't despise your, your worth in God. You are a sign and a wonder. God is about to intervene in you and on your family, your children, your marriage, your finances. I declare it thus said, 
breakthrough, C3 Tugra. Breakthrough, breakthrough. You will extend this building. You will grow this church. There shall be miracles in this house. And God will take good pleasure in building that church for His glory, for His purpose. And the people of God say, and the people of God say, listening to this message. For more information on what you've just heard or how to visit us, go to c3tugra.org.au. We hope to see you at church soon.